Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Covered Zero podcast. I am your host, Jason Wells, and today I will be doing some AFC and NFC South divisional previews. Uh, so a few news and notes off the top. Uh, so I, I got a new mic, so hopefully the crackling and whatever feedback that was in the last episode is all gone, and I'm going to sound crisp and amazing. And I, yeah, I got to apologize for something. I didn't think I'd have to be doing it on episode two, but here we go. Um, so when I was talking about the Falcons, I was talking about Arnold Ibikidi as a Dark Horse Rookie of the Year candidate. I mentioned that he has the chance to be the best defensive, or yeah, the best player on that defensive line. I completely forgot that Grady Jarrett was a person. That's my bad. Grady Jarrett is really fucking good, and I should not have forgot that. Uh, hopefully I can minimize these mistakes going on, but apologies, hand up, uh, won't forget about Grady Jarrett in the future. Okay, so without further ado, let's start with the AFC South, and I'm going to start with the Texans. So, Texans, uh, fairly quiet offseason for them, other than the whole Watson saga, which... I'm not even going to get into that. He's a terrible person. That team is run by terrible people. Um, I feel bad for anyone who is on that roster currently because I don't think they have any fucking clue what they're doing. Uh, yeah, so they added Jerry Hughes. They added AJ Khan. Both guys, very solid vets. Don't bring too, too much to the table. But again, just solid solid guys to have on any roster. Any team would be glad to take those guys in any capacity. Um, yeah, so the notable losses. They lost Justin Reed, top five safety in football. That's huge. Uh, they lost Lonnie Johnson, who I still think Lonnie Johnson has a lot of potential. I think the Texans, he, uh, he came out of favor with them. But I think he's still... He has enough talent where he could have been a good contributor good contributor on that team. And then, yeah, they lost their scumbag, rapist, sexual predator of a quarterback. So you can count that as a win for them, at least. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I the Texans are the Texans. They going from last year to this year. They arguably got worse. Um, they fired David Culley after last year, and I thought he overperformed uh, last season. And they hired Lovey Smith, who has been an NFL coach. He hasn't been a good NFL head coach. I think that there is a report that they wanted to hire Josh McCowan with zero prior experience and nothing. like. And I thought that would have been a decent hire. I think Josh McCowan is very smart. I think it would have been like a, whoa, what are the Texans doing type of thing. But I think that could have worked out. But I think they panicked and they hired Lovey Smith. Um, and I think Lovey Smith is probably going to be gone at the end of this year. And, and it has nothing to do with him. It's just because the Texans are... Yeah, the Texans are run by morons. Sad to say. Um, I think the offense could be sneaky good. Uh, Davis Mills is... He impressed me a hell of a lot last year. Like, he was arguably... You could make a debate that he was the best rookie quarterback last year. Say what you want about Mac Jones. Mac Jones was on a 
good roster, good coaches, no dysfunction. Davis Mills went into a shit situation and made the most of it. Um, if Brandon Cooks can stay healthy healthy for them, that's huge. Um, but yeah, I don't really expect too, too much from the Texans this year. I think they're going to be picking top five in the draft. Um, yeah, Houston Texans, my expectations, yeah, top five pick uh, for the 2023 draft. Next up, we're going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so some notable additions for the Jags this offseason. Uh, they gave Christian Kirk a bag. Uh, did he deserve that money? I don't know. I guess we'll see as he's now the wide receiver one for the Jags. Um, and he gives, yeah, he gives, he gives Lawrence at least a legit target for him. Uh, they also added Brandon Sheriff on the offensive line, which Brandon Sheriff is a top 10 guard in the league. So that's huge for them. Uh, they added Darius Williams and Foye uh, Aluakun on the defense, which both very solid ads, and I think the big thing for them was they hired Doug Peterson. Uh, Peterson is going to give that locker room this uh, the stability it desperately needs after the fucking Urban Meyer disaster of last year. Uh, yeah, Lawrence might have been in a worse situation than Tua was last year, and as a Dolphins fan, that's saying a hell of a lot. Um... Yeah, I don't think the Jags are going to be competing for a playoff spot, but they can surprise some people. I think Lawrence is still that guy. I think he's going to be, he's going to turn some heads this year and be like, yep, that's the guy we saw at Clemson. That's the generational prospect that we all saw. Um, And he will be good. Uh, Travis Etienne is back healthy and having him as a pass catcher out of the backfield for Lawrence and having that already built-in connection from Clemson, that'll be huge for them. Uh, the defense uh, has some sneaky pieces anyways. Uh, Josh Allen, very good edge rusher for them. They just drafted Trayvon Walker at one, who, yeah, the ceiling for Walker through the roof, so that gives them two good young edge rushers. And then uh, they got two corners who are on, like, Good. They're not number ones. They're not, but Darius Williams, good corner. Shaq Griffin, good corner. So they have a decent tandem anyways. Uh, Yeah, defense won't knock your socks off, but at least they have pieces. Um, So yeah, so my expectations for the Jags, uh, top 10 pick. And I think that's fair. I don't think they've done enough to be on the cusp or like a bubble playoff team, but... They'll hang around in games. They'll be frisky. Um, Yeah, I think Jags fans have something to look forward to and build off of. Uh, And yeah, I think think they'll be picking in the top 10. uh, Top 10 in the draft next year. But I think that's building. I mean, they picked first last year. If they can get six wins and still pick in the top 10, I think that's good. And I think that's something for Jags fans. They're... I think that's something for the Jags to build off of. Next up, I'll talk about the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so the notable additions for the Titans this offseason were Robert Woods and Austin Hooper. Uh, Robert Woods coming off an injury. Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy for them because he is going to be needed. But I think it, I think he's probably... It's tough because 
he might be better than Julio at this stage in their careers. It's probably comparable anyways, so... Uh, yeah, you can say that the loss of Julio and the addition of Woods is a net neutral anyways. Um, them bringing in Austin Hooper, I think, is a sneaky good signing. I When Austin Hooper signed that big deal in Cleveland, I just don't think he got utilized well. I think he's a very solid tight end. He doesn't crack into that top 10 area with guys like Gasecki and Goddard and uh, let me try to think of one more. Oh, I'll say Zach Ertz. Is he still top 10? Maybe? I don't know. But Hooper's still, he's good, he's solid, and I think that's something that the Titans missed last year when Jonu Smith signed with the Pats is they didn't have that established tight end for Tannehill to throw to, especially when A.J. Brown and Julio were both out with injuries. Um, and yeah, I guess since I mentioned A.J. Brown, that was their huge loss of the offseason. Um, traded him away to Philly and then drafted his replacement in, uh, drafted his replacement in Traylon Burks. Uh, I'm not really a fan of the trade. You traded away A.J. Brown, who... He's A.J. Brown. He's arguably top 10 receiver right now. And then you drafted a guy who... His his comparison, his NFL comparison, was A.J. Brown. So Traylon Burks, if he hits his ceiling, is what you just traded away in A.J. Brown. It's... It's tough. Hopefully, Burks can live up to that, but who knows? It's it's tough. Um, I think the big thing for the Titans this year is, does Derrick Henry stay healthy now? Um, he had the injury last season, and if he can stay healthy, play a full 17-game schedule, uh, Titans offense should keep rolling. Yeah, for the Titans to win that division again... Derrick Henry's going to have to stay healthy. Uh, the defense is going to have to play out of their minds like you like they have been. Um, it's just whether or not Tannehill with two new receivers is going to be able to do enough. Um, yeah, Tannehill's fine. He's not. He's a game manager. He's He's kept the Titans afloat for a lot of the time, but again... It all comes down to Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry is not healthy, the Titans aren't making the playoffs. Um, I don't have the Titans making the playoffs to begin with. I think they're going to be on the outside just looking in. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough year for Titans fans, unfortunately. And last but not least, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so the notable additions for the Colts this offseason are... Matt Ryan, Yannick Ngakwe, and Stephon Gilmore. Um, if you listen to last week's episode, you know that I think Matt Ryan is going to be the best Colts quarterback since Andrew Luck. Um, yeah, he's behind a good offensive line that won't get him killed. He has Michael Pittman as a very good wide receiver one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor as the running back, top three running back in football. That offense will be solid. I don't think they're going to blow teams out and have be in shootouts, but offense is going to be very good. The defense is what I think is going to really carry this Colts team. Uh, you look at that defensive line, so with the addition of Yannick Ngakwe, so he's now playing alongside DeForest Buckner and uh, 
uh, and also Quiddy Pay now, who that's a that's a good defensive line. That's it's very good. Um, and yeah, if Gilmore as the number one corner, we haven't seen him play a ton of football the last couple years, but if he still is a true number one lockdown corner, that Colts defense should be very very good. Uh, they did lose their defensive coordinator in Matt Everflus, along with Rocky Sin. Uh, Matt Everflus is a notable loss. I think that defense will still be fine without him with the pieces that they have, but it'll be an adjustment as it always is with new coaching staff. Uh, they lost Rocky Sin, but they did replace him with Gilmore. So, I mean, that's a net positive for the Colts. Uh, other losses for the Colts this year. They lost Wentz, who I'm sure that Colts fans are all fine with that. Uh, they lost Zach Paschal and T.Y. Hilton's still a free agent. Uh, I know I've seen reports that he might come back there, which would be awesome for the Colts if they could get that. Uh, but yeah, I have the Colts as the best team in this division. I And I don't think that's saying a ton about the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be good. They'll, they'll win the division, but I think this division just isn't very good. Um, that does it for the AFC South. Now let's go to the NFC South now. Um, and let's start with the Falcons. Um, so the notable additions for the Falcons this offseason is really only one. They added Casey Hayward. Um, and the losses, they have Matt Ryan, Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, Foye Oluokun, and Dante Fowler. Um, so the addition of Casey Hayward is actually quite nice for them. They already have A.J. Terrell as their number one corner. So having Terrell and Hayward as your corners one and two it's pretty damn good like good for the falcons for having that um and i talked about the falcons defensive line a little bit last week i mean i apologize at the top of the show my bad again grady jarrett but yeah arnold ibikiti grady jarrett it's pretty good uh nothing to really write home about um the offense is what what you should be looking forward to on this team if there is really something to look forward to. Um, yeah, if you listened to the episode last week, I talked about the Falcons a little bit, and I think that they'll be a bad team, but they'll surprise some teams. Uh, but yeah, I think Arthur Smith is going to cook, some, cook something up pretty fun. I mean, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Cordero Patterson, all of those guys are... Well, I mean, Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson are very good NFL players. Uh, Drake London is a let's wait and see. But those three guys, you got pieces anyways for for the Falcons to do some fun stuff anyways. I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a breakout season. I mean, I don't really know what you can consider a breakout year after a 1,000-yard season last year. But... Kyle Pitts was one of those guys, I had him in fantasy, where he wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do anything, and then all of a sudden he'd have a 160-yard, two-touchdown game, and then the next week he'd go back to not really doing a whole lot. So what I'm hoping for for Kyle Pitts this season is just more consistency across the board and not the stagnant, huge game, falling back down, huge game again. And yeah, so I want consistency from Kyle Pitts this season. Uh... My expectations for the Falcons, top five pick. Uh, they're not a good team. They need a quarterback. Uh, 
I think there's a QB competition between Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. I mean, I would hope so, because Mariota's not good enough to just fully out get that job immediately. My expectations for the Falcons are they're going to be... They'll have a top five pick for the draft next year. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, so the notable additions for the Panthers this offseason. So they signed Austin Corbett in free agency, who... Starting level guard for them, that's huge. They needed that offensive line help, and they definitely addressed it uh, with signing him, and they drafted Iki Ikuanyu. Um And yeah, the obviously the big addition this offseason for them, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think this is a job-saving move for Matt Rule to try to find his quarterback and say that he wasn't the problem. It was Sam Darnold. Uh Baker wasn't good last year. I think we can all agree on that. But we can also all agree he was hurt last year. <laughs> and But I think a hurt Baker Mayfield is still way better than Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is terrible. He's not an NFL quarterback. Uh, yeah, so them getting Baker was huge. If Baker can stay healthy, I think the Panthers can be a sneaky team. I mean, you look at that offense and... Offensive line, moving in the right direction. Awesome. Uh, DJ Moore as your wide receiver one. He's arguably a top 10 receiver in the league. Robbie Anderson on the other side, who he's had his moments in the past. He's still, he's a good wide receiver too. Um, And yeah, if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, he's obviously the X factor on that team. But yeah, the offense... Could be sneaky. Uh, I also like the defense. The defense has a bunch of players too. I mean, Brian Burns is very good. J.C. Horn, uh, he's coming back healthy and he's going to be good. Jeremy Chin at safety. The Panthers have players. I like the Panthers roster. I just think that Matt Rule is an idiot and should go back to college. Um, But yeah, expectations for the Panthers now after getting Baker. I think because the NFC is that bad of a conference that they'll be on the outside looking in. I did have them as like a top 10 pick and I still think that they could be, but I'll say outside looking in. I think Baker Mayfield is good enough. If the team stays healthy, that the Panthers will not make the playoffs, but they'll be on the cusp. And I know, yeah, I know some Panthers fans don't want to hear that because being stuck in that we're a good team, but we're not making playoffs, but we're not bad enough to get a top 10 pick. That's like the worst zone to be in for an NFL fan. Trust me, I'm un- I'm aware the Dolphins did that for like a decade. It sucked. But yeah, I think the Panthers will be a pretty good team this year, but... Uh, yeah, expectations outside looking in for the playoffs. All right, next up, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so the notable additions for the Saints this offseason, Jarvis Landry, Tyron Matthew, and Marcus May. Um, so yeah, adding Tyron Matthew and, and May to that defense, huge for them. That's a very good safety tandem to an already very good defense. I don't really think I have to spend too much time talking about the Saints defense. Everyone knows that it is very good already and adding two more very good starters to them obviously makes them better. Uh, Yeah, defense is still going to be very good. They'll remain very good this year, uh, even through the 
I guess, coaching changes. But, I mean, the whole staff's still there other than Sean Payton, so not really. Um, yeah, on offense. Uh, I mean, if you listen last week, you already know that I think the Saints are going to be a playoff team. Um yeah, I think it's the Alvin Kamara suspension is going to be huge. I still can't believe that they hadn't actually announced what it is yet. I think it's going to be probably close to six games. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see because they rely on him so much. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see for the first however many games of the year what Winston can do with Michael Thomas, Chris, Ola- Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. I think those receivers are very good. I think Jameis Winston, I believe in Jameis. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. Uh, The offensive line did get a little weaker. Obviously, they lost Teron Armstead, but it's still good. They still have a very good line, so they'll be fine. Um, Yeah, I think the Saints are going to be a playoff team this year. I I feel like I don't have to talk about them that much because I... You just look at that team... I mean, obviously, okay, it, it all comes down to if if you believe in Jameis, you believe in this team. If you don't, then you don't. Uh, I will talk about Sean Payton leaving because that's obviously the huge loss that they had this offseason. Um, yeah, obviously, when you lose a Hall of Fame coach, that's a huge loss. But the whole coaching staff is still there. So Sean Payton left and every other person on that coaching staff stayed. So yeah, let's see how much of an impact Sean Payton truly had. I mean, obviously he had a huge impact, but yeah, let's see if keeping every other coach and the familiarity with the schemes and the concepts and yeah, I think the Saints are going to be a playoff team. All right, next up, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So at one point in the offseason, it was looking really grim for the Bucs. Brady retired. That lasted about two weeks. Um, But yeah, so they added Shaq Mason, Akeem Hicks, Russell Gage, and just recently, Julio Jones. Um, Shaq Mason, good starter. Another uh, good starter to replace Alex Kappa. On that offensive line, Akeem Hicks replaces Sue, who Akeem Hicks is better than Sue at this point in his career, so that's huge. Uh, Adding Russell Gage, who I think Russell Gage is very good receiver three, and then he will be competing with his former teammate and current teammate now, Julio Jones, for those wide receiver three touches. That offense on paper is just looking very, very good again. They're locked and loaded on both sides of the ball again. Uh... Bruce Arians isn't the head coach anymore. Uh, Todd Bowles is. And I mean, I like Todd Bowles when he was with the Jets. I think that the GM, who I think was Mike McCagnan, who he didn't do a very good job. I think there was some incompetence there. But I think Todd Bowles is a good coach. I think Brady is just going to run that offense by himself. I don't think that he'll have much input from whoever the... Or no, I guess it's Byron Leftwich, who's the offense coordinator there. But I think, yeah, they're going to be working together, and Brady is going to basically have full control of whatever the hell he wants to do. And I'm sure that that was the case mostly last year anyways. And since he's 
been in Tampa, but Brady's going to be able to do what he wants. Um, other notable losses for the uh, Bucks: you have O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones, Alex Kappa, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Indomitian Sue, Jordan Whitehead, and then Bruce Arians, as I mentioned. Um, none of these are... Huge losses anyways. Uh, Gronk's a big loss, but I also have in my notes, I have an asterisk next to Gronk's name because I don't think he's actually retired. I think he doesn't like practice. He doesn't like training camp. He wants to enjoy his summers because why wouldn't he? Uh, So probably by like middle of the season next year, he'll start training and getting in shape. And then by playoffs, he'll come back and he'll be Brady's favorite target again. Uh... Yeah, I think the Bucs are the best team in the NFC. I don't think that's much of a surprise. So after all those moves, I think the Bucs are locked and loaded again. They'll make a run. Um, I have them just falling short, and I think they're going to make it to the NFC Championship game and lose that game. But yeah, I think the Bucs are locked and loaded again, good to go. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And as always, please follow, subscribe, like, retweet, all that fun stuff on all the socials at cover underscore zero pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, hopefully this sounded better with the new mic. Uh Next week, I will be, huh, who should I do next week? Let's do the AFC and NFC North teams next week. That should be fun. And until next time, peace.